You're listening to the VIC 757 Podcast featuring Dwight and Michael Vick talking all things tech. What's going on, everyone? Welcome to another edition of VIC 757 Show, talking all things tech. I'm your host, Dwight Vick, captain, all Big East performer on the line, along with my cuz, Mike Vick, the iconic dual threat quarterback, having hey. fun on his vacation. Mike, how you doing, man? We we needs no introduction, but that <laughs> that's courteous to you. Very courteous. No, we <laughs> don't. Sure. Pretty sure the the, the fan, our fan base they appreciate it. Yeah, man, it always sounds good though going down memory lane for memory yeah. lane for a second. Keep man. it coming. Keep yeah, it yeah, coming. yeah, 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 man. So you are you are you are on vacation, as they say. You coming live from a different spot. Yeah, man, I'm coming live from the Bahamas, Nassau. My daughter wanted to come spend a couple of days here for her birthday, so it's, it's really like you know 35 minutes away on the flight, so. You know, we just did this, and we was here and and, and situated. She happy. That's most important. So, no doubt, man. No doubt. No doubt. You know, no, no. Not just, it's not just happy wife, happy life. It's you got to keep the kids. We two keep smiles on their faces. Yeah, well, that's always that's what it's about, man. You know, and happy birthday to her, man. And unfortunately, man, uh, we got to talk about some not so smiling faces. I hope you didn't get it done. We're gonna dive into that in a second, but a couple of uh, announcements for our fan base, for all our supporters, man. We got some great news. First of all. We just officially got our first two sponsors that jumped on board. First of all, one, you know both of them, Mike, especially So Hoodie, our first official sponsor. So Hoodie is now joining the VIC 757, talking all things tech experience. And also we have Alexandria Restaurant Partners, ARP, based out of Northern Virginia and Florida. They jumped on. I got Witt and his team. So again, we thank them both. It's going to be a long lasting relationship. We appreciate the support, man. This thing is growing. And speaking of that, we also want to show some love to our fan base. Uh, I previewed, first of all, a few weeks ago that we're going to have some giveaways. So this official announcement for all our listeners and viewers, from here on out, this week, send us at the Vic757show at gmail.com, a short video. Give us no longer than two minutes, a video of your favorite Virginia Tech football moment and why we're special to you. All That's right. going to be cool. Yeah. I look forward to that. <laughs> I look forward to that segment. It's all about evolution. No and doubt, man. The show continues to evolve. Yes, it does, man. And uh, just again, to our fan base, we get a lot. Of, I'm reading those comments. Mike's reading those comments. I see them on Twitter. I see them on the YouTube. We appreciate the love, man. And for that, we want to give you something back. You will, for the winner we choose, we'll choose either two or three winners. You'll get some Victory Life gear. Also, an exclusive signed Virginia Tech paraphernalia item. We don't know if it's going to be a football, a jersey, a hoodie. We're going to get that to you. Just make sure you subscribe. When you send us an email, send us your information. But make sure you give us a video full of energy and why that moment was special to you. And it doesn't even have to be a win. It could be a funny video. It could be something where your your heart was snatched from you, like when Matt Ryan threw that game winning we lost. Or it could be something where it was special. (laughs) It's your video. I remember that. We just, we just want to see the energy. All right? So it's an exciting time for this Big 757 show, talking all things tech experience, man. So with that being said, we got that out of the way, Mike. Uh, before Danny jumps on here in a few minutes, man, our Hokies, we talked them up. 
We thought they were going to get it done. Um, they had a big opportunity. They were wanting to win at um, ACC in the Coastal, their division. Um, and Pittsburgh was also wanting to know. And it was a big showdown. The winner of that game pretty much took a strong control of the lead in the ACC, in the, the Coastal Division. And Virginia Tech, unfortunately, laid a big fat egg. At one point, they were down 21 to nothing. They ultimately lost that game 28 to 7, falling to 3 and 3 overall, 1 and 1 in the ACC, with Syracuse coming into Lane Stadium again at 12 30. Uh, tough loss, man. You and I talked actually during the game. We talked after the game. Um, that was a that was an embarrassing, unacceptable loss by all accounts. What were your thoughts, man? Yeah. Well, I think you just said it. It was embarrassing. And the one thing I couldn't understand was why we had no energy. And I use the first game of uh, the season as a measuring stick. And I always say that. You probably heard me say this a couple of times before. North Carolina was our measuring stick. We had energy. We played with a lot of confidence. And we play, it seemed like the players played for themselves and for the coaches. And that's died out on both sides of the ball. I still think the defense is playing great. But offensively, we can't get a rhythm. And Burmeister seems to be hurt. Uh, I even called you during the game. Yeah. And, you know, I, I had some concerns. You know, and I'm, I'm looking for the backup to come in and see. In, in the game of football, you got to have two good quarterbacks. And I think moving forward, that needs to be Tech's focus. Recruiting two quarterbacks that if one guy go down, he looked like this the, the, the starter or he got a different style than the starter. You know, just I was, I was, in, uh, I was in shock in terms of how we looked. And, you know, just – Use North Carolina as the measuring stick. And I don't even want to pinpoint the offense. I don't want to say it was the defense. I don't want to say it was special teams. I'm just going to say yeah, in a collective effort, the effort just wasn't there. Yeah, you know, I agree, man. You know, it's it's. I was watching it. And, you know, the, you mentioned the defense, Mike. The defense came out. And you mind you, and again, this is your territory, quarterbacks. Uh, the kid Pickett for Pittsburgh is a 23-year-old 20, senior. So yeah. he is on everybody's draft board as far as a first-round prospect. And, and the funny thing is, he didn't even have to do much. You know, the right. defense came out initially, Virginia Tech had contained them, put offense, had great field position. Tech got the ball at the 50. They got the ball uh, midfield, past midfield, and squandered opportunities for three straight possessions going three and out. For the game, they barely had over 200 yards off of total offense. And Pickett, once he got in the rhythm, he let the game come to him. He picked him apart, but the ground game for Pittsburgh was working. And it was just disappointing, man, because, again, Hokie Nation showed up and showed out, and they were ready for a win. You could feel the energy as far as the fan base ready for a win. And, again, the final score was 28-7. to To your point about Brunmeister, you know, I was asked on a few radio shows earlier this week, and I'm jumping on one tomorrow morning. Uh, shout out to my guys, uh, Big Sports Talk and Radford. And – I'm jumping on it tomorrow, but I was talking to the guys of that show earlier in the week, and they were asking me, you know, what needs to happen? And I said, look, ultimately, everybody's talking about fire this guy, fire Brad Cornelson. We've talked about this before on our show. At the end of the day, I really feel like, yes, changes need to be made, but I reminded people, I know that although it was eons ago, you were a red shirt. We won a couple of games with Nick Sorensen, that quarterback. My yeah. old 
thing, my whole thing is when I look at the play, I see drops by receivers. I see illegal men downfield. I see holding calls. I see guys blowing assignments. I see the offensive line not getting pushed. There was a, a fourth and one. We tried to sneak it. The center got pushed back. Um, it's not all on the coaches, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's not all on the coaches. Um, but I'm always ha- highlight the quarterback. It was some throws that was made that was errant throws. Either yeah. errant throws or he just didn't have the arm strength to get it there or it was an accuracy issue. And I think everything always is going to start with the quarterback. His energy, you know, his moxie, how he comes to the game and how he approaches the game. You know, and touchdowns get the crowd hype. Big hits, mm-hmm. interceptions, turnovers. But what's going to happen faster than anything else? A completion, you know, for 25 yards. You know, an offensive touchdown. That happens before anything else. Any other scenarios happen in the game. And he couldn't bring that energy. He didn't bring that for us at home, crowd into it. And, and so I'm, I'm going to put the onus on the quarterback. I'm going to put it on Burmeister right now. And everybody else, when they touch the ball, you know, when Trey touched the ball, he made he made things happen. He created some energy, but every time the ball was put back in the hands of Burmeister, our offense flooded, and I think that was the focal point of the game. No, you're right, and I think Burmeister's got to play, but I think you would be the first one to say it. And I know fans have been texting me and 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 DMing me in my on Twitter and asking me even on Facebook about, hey, should Fuente be on the hot seat? Should he take over play calling? Here's my response. I was on ESPN Blacksburg on Monday afternoon, and I was asked about a coaching change. And I'm going to say this on our show for our listeners and our viewers. At the end of the day, interested. I'm, I'm going to say this. <laughs> Whatever needs to be changed needs to be changed. Frank Beamer, before you and I got there, the AD pulled him into the office. This is documented. This is in papers. Yeah. He said, look, man, you got to make a change within your staff or all of y'all are gone, including you. And Beamer, who is a loyal class act, had to let go of several assistants and bring in some new coaches. I know Fuente loves his staff, especially him and Brad Cornelson. If he needs to take over play calling or be more involved, because that's his specialty, he he coached offense at TCU. Um, He coached Andy Dalton. That's where he kind of got his name. He was an OC. Uh, He coached Braxton, uh, whatever it is. I forgot the guy's name, the quarterback that went in the first round. Um, that went to uh, Denver. I know who you're talking about. Golly. Braxton. He didn't pan Paxton out. He didn't pan out. Yeah, Paxton Lynch. Excuse me. I'm sorry. But the point being is, I look, if, if you if, if it needs to be someone getting let go, if it needs to, you, you know, Fuente take over, then so be it. My whole thing is, man, I, I don't coach there. I'm not in that locker room, but you and I both play ball for a long time. I've seen guys demoted. Lauren Johnson, who was just on our show last week, talked about how Bud Foster told him after a rough game, you're not starting. And he was a <laughs> starter. So if players are held accountable, coaches got to be yeah. held accountable too. So my, my point on this is I don't care if the coach is from Jerusalem. I need wins. So it's nothing personal. I just need some kind of change or some kind of spark. Yeah. <laughs> and, 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 and I'll say this. And I couldn't agree with you more. And I try to mind my business when it comes to what's happening internally in any program organization, because that needs to handle there, be handled in, in that setting. 
Danny said it last week. He was like, look, these might be the most important games of Justin Fuente's career. career. Mm-hmm. And i never forget that. Yep. When he said that we didn't even have to comment, we didn't have to say anything, and I just knew that was kind of in concrete. That's the statements that, you know, needed to be made, and they were made. And we didn't ask him that. That just no. came out of his mouth fluently. No, no. And, and I will say this, you know, when it comes to the culture, when it comes to, you know, the character of men that we try to build within Virginia Tech, you know, sometimes a change in leadership is is needed. It's a necessity. And I'm not saying Justin Fuente needs to go. Like you said, it could be him, you know, just making some changes within the staff. That's okay. Mm-hmm. Whoever needs to make that decision, <laughs> they got to start thinking about that right now. Yeah. Because, yeah, yeah. you know, pace is going to run thin with the Virginia Tech fan base. They're not going to continue to want to see this and watch this happen over the next couple Yes. Yeah. Well, you talk. You just spoke him up, Mike, and none other than Danny Notes for his Notes Notes segment is back here this week to join us, man, to highlight the tough and embarrassing loss to Pittsburgh. D, how you doing, man? What's happening, fellas? Hey, Mike. Daddy. I know what I'm gonna get you for Christmas, dude. What's that? I'm gonna get you an air fryer so that you don't burn your wings anymore, <laughs> dude. Uh, hey, <laughs> get the air fryer because that'll mean I I, I have two. That one, right yeah, now. dude. Come on, you got to use the air fryer to cook wings. Everybody, I, we've got one. Hey, yeah, everybody was talking about those wings, right, Danny? <laughs> yeah, people right, would hit me up. Right. They was like, "Yo, yo, what's up with your cut?" I said, "Nah, man, it was just a bad, bad moment." Yo, yeah, it, it was a bad day. Everybody got <laughs> to have a bad day on the grill. Yeah. I had a bad day that day. <laughs> yeah, you know? yeah. And, and speaking of bad days, Danny Tech had a very bad day on Saturday. You called it as Mike just was talking about it right before you jumped on for your segment. That was arguably the most important game in the Coach Fuente era, given last year Tech going five and six, missing a bowl game for the first time, ending the bowl era streak. Um, You know, it's tough, man. Fuente, look, we can disagree, we can agree, but him and his staff, more so the offensive staff, they're on the hot seat. But I'm not here to get involved in that. This is not what this show is about, even though we keep it 100. Danny, what were your thoughts as you saw Tech get throttled at home again for another loss in Blacksburg, in Lane Stadium, with the quote-unquote best interest in college football. What were your thoughts, man? I was just disheartened. And, you know, I live here in Richmond, Virginia, which is a very strong Hokies community. There are a lot of people that come out of here, they go to Virginia Tech. There are a lot of people that go to UVA and, and JMU and other schools too, but we always go when they're playing on the road and watch at one of these local bars. And there are a lot of other tech fans there. And I've never heard the bar so quiet in a, throughout an entire game because of the performance that Virginia Tech put on in that game. And, and I use the word disheartened because I think that the coaching staff and the players realize that this is the most important stretch of Justin Fuente's tenure. And for the older guys that are on the field playing, they realize that this is the backstretch of what is probably going to be the final football games of most of those guys' career, because most of them won't go on to play in the NFL. A few might, but but certainly not all of them. And to watch them come out and just have the absolutely most flat performance that you could possibly imagine, it was it was just dumbfounding. Because I don't know how you're the coaching staff and go into that game and, and look that unprepared 
for a Pittsburgh team that certainly wasn't bad. And, and Dwight, you talked last week about Kenny Pickett and the great quarterback that he is. He's, he's a guy that can make plays. He's certainly not easy to bottle up. And they just did not look like they had a game plan to defend him. And I, I was looking at statistics right before we jumped on this call, gentlemen. And Virginia Tech's offense right now, since I'm bringing up both the defense and the offense here, their offense out of 130 teams is ranked 120th in no. college football. Oh. That's just oh. unacceptable. That's just absolutely unacceptable. And so, mm. you know, we, we can, you know, we can talk about change and whatnot, but I, I frankly, I didn't, un, I don't understand how they can be so bad offensively. And Danny, I, I, I was just talking to Dwight about this and I just referenced the week one, first game of the season versus UNC until last week's game versus Pittsburgh. What do you think happened throughout the course of the season that led to the performance versus Pittsburgh? Because it seems like, you know, we just have become a, a team that come out flat and has no energy. Yeah. That's a great yeah. question. That's actually a great question. Danny, what do you think? That's a great question. It is. It's a really <laughs> good question, Mike. It's a really good question. And they really look like a shell of the team that we watched play against UNC in week one. There was there was a fire in that team. They came out and they executed. Braxton Burmeister was making throws, but they also had a balanced offensive performance. You know, I, I talk about the statistics I was looking at before we jumped on, and the defense actually isn't that bad. Certainly not up to Virginia Tech right. standards if, if we're getting into that, but, but the defense hasn't been anywhere near as big a problem as the offense. So the answer to your question, Mike, I think is, is many things. And I think Burmeister has been a little bit banged up in a few of these games. That's something that we talked about a little bit last week. Don't think that's the main reason. And I don't necessarily think it's an excuse at all. There just hasn't been any sort of offensive bounce with this team. And one of the things that we've consistently harped on, whether it's, it's on this show or, or we've just been talking off the air, they've never been able to run the ball under Justin Fuente, never been able to run the ball consistently. Yeah. And when you can't run the ball and you become that one dimensional, then you better have a heck of a guy at quarterback. He better be a heck of an athlete, a heck of true. a passer or both, because true. he's going to have to do everything if you can't run the ball. And I mean, they've got running backs that can make plays. I, I like Raheem Blackshear. I, I like when they give the ball to Tavion Robinson, even though he's necessarily not a running back. Justin Fuente was brought in to certainly give this offense a boost coming off of the Frank Beamer era, which was more of a ground and pound team. Fuente was going to spread the ball around, spread the offense out, use a lot of receivers, use a lot of running backs, put them in the slot, not afraid to take chances and, I just feel like we don't see that. We don't see a lot of chances being taken. We don't see gadget no. plays. You no. know, we don't – and Dwight, <laughs> yeah. you and I talked about that shortly after the game. No gadget plays. There just doesn't seem to be any creativity. There's, so, no, yeah, I, there's no wild turkey. Well, we call it wild turkey. The wildcat yeah. we used to use with Greg Boone. We don't have mm -hmm. anything where we have a double halfback, reverse pass, onside kick, fake field goals. After bye weeks, we're still running the same personnel groups. I just hate criticizing coaching, but – this yeah. is a business and it's not, it's not showing what was promised. Right. You know, right, so right. Danny, Danny, my question to you uh, before you jump off here, um, just a few more questions for you. The fan base is hot, you know, the, it, it, and look, and you are, a, you are a Nats fan. You are a Washington mm -hmm. football fan. 
So you grew up in you grew up in Northern Virginia, and you you know I've always told you, Dan. I'm older than you. I grew up in the mm-hmm. seven five with Mike, and right. I grew up when Washington, you know, Art Monk, the Posse, and when you know Daniel Snyder took over, and then after yeah. a few years, they have been pretty much done. They have they were the number right. two team in attendance, and now they're dead last. They continue to have these crazy poor seasons, and mm-hmm. I know a lot of Tech fans have told me straight up, that's what they're fearful of for their Hokies. A once proud, con- consistent top 20, top 15, at times top 10 team, the UVA streak got ended under Fuente. You have Hendon Hooker and Quincy uh, Patterson killing it at other schools playing quarterback. Um, yep. You lost the Liberty. You lost the Liberty and ODU. Um, what can you do right now to save this season? If you are, I know you're not the head coach. This is a tough question, but what does Tech have to do to save this season? Well, I, the, and the thing is, I, you know, they're going to need some help at this point if they have any shot of, of winning the ACC Coastal. And not, no Virginia Tech fans are thinking about going and playing for an ACC championship game right now. The, this team hasn't given them a reason to. So when it, the answer to that question, Dwight, is, well, they got to win. But mm. I think Tech fans would feel a lot better about the way that the season has gone if – you saw a, a complete 180 in the way that the team was able to come out and execute. They don't fall behind early. And there just seems to be the fire that we saw in that North Carolina game, right? They were hungry against yes. North Carolina. They were hungry to beat a team that was higher ranked than them, but what by most of our estimation was overrated. And they were, they were anxious to prove that they were anxious to prove that enter Sandman was the best entrance in college football. And that was an electric game electric atmosphere it was it was everything that we had hoped we would see from virginia tech they haven't been able to carry that over and i think everybody should share part of the blame for that but you know you you talked about leadership dwight and you mentioned the washington football team everything that's happened and there has been an endless list of stuff that's happened there in ashburn with the washington football team franchise the thing is it's culture right And there's that amazing quote from Bruce Allen, the former president, where he says, you know, the culture is actually damn good. And it was not good. And then he got fired. Right. And now the emails that are leaking about Bruce Allen make him look like an absolute fool. Right. But it's all the culture. And Dan Snyder allowed all that to happen with Virginia Tech's football program. Justin Fuente is responsible for the culture. And under Justin Fuente, we've watched all sorts of talented players march out. Now, that has been a multitude of reasons, right? And everybody's situation is different. So I'm not going to assume anything about any of those players or or any of the relationships that he had with those players. But it's impossible to ignore. It's been happening for years. And you mentioned the ODU game, the Liberty game. I go back to 2016, guys, and this is when we're really going to start to get real, okay? Mm -mm. Because 2016 was the only time that Virginia Tech won the ACC Coastal under Justin Fuente, and he did it with Frank Beamer's players, with the exception of Gerard Evans, who he got to come over from a junior college. He had had a ton of playing experience, right? They had two of the most mind-bogglingly bad performances in the regular season that year, if you guys will remember. remember. One of them came came against Syracuse in the Carrier Dome, just a head-scratchingly awful offensive performance riddled with turnovers. And then you had a couple of weeks later with the ACC Coastal on the line, a third string Georgia Tech quarterback came in and ran all over Virginia Tech at Lane (laughs) Stadium 
And it took a win over UVA the following week to ultimately win the Coastal, vault Virginia Tech into the ACC championship game where they played Clemson to a darn good and close game. But, I mean, it, these are the things that, that have been happening. Like, the, there's uninspired play year to year, week to week, whatever you want to call it. Like, they can't seem to stop the momentum. So, they, the, the only solution is to win. That's the only solution. That's it. And – if you want to save the season, that, that's how you have to go out. The thing is, Syracuse, bad matchup for Virginia Tech this week. They're a bad matchup. Virginia Tech's bad against the run, and Syracuse is running back Sean Tucker already tell almost me 7, that thousand yards. Yeah, they are. He's yeah, already got almost a thousand yards. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, and, well, yeah. You know the most you know the most disturbing thing I heard this whole weekend in terms of Virginia Tech football. I heard the commentator say, Who is Virginia Tech? Sitting at three and three. Who is Virginia Tech with a big question mark? And I think that's the answer that needs to be – that's the question that needs to be answered right now. It's a great point. You know, they don't really seem that's to have great, an identity. That's a great point. Yeah. I heard him and, say And I think, I, think that's, I think that's been one of the big problems under Justin Fuente. But here's the thing, guys. I'm going to be right back there this weekend. I'm going to be there in Lane Stadium. I'm going to be there for the Syracuse game to get my heart broken again probably, you know. But I tell you what. And I, and I heard you, and, I, and this can be one of the last things I say here, but, Mike, I heard you kind of make a point when I was coming in. Fans are already mad, right? At some point, they're going to stop going to games. They're going to stop buying yeah. Hokie Club memberships and stuff like that, right? Yeah. yeah and and we, we mentioned last week, you can't always listen to the fans. The fans are going to question everything that you do and whatnot. But I don't know, at the same time, there are a lot of trends that are very troubling throughout this Virginia Tech football program that have that have only come under this regime. So, hey, if you if you start winning football games, it might change. But if not, well, your time it, it might man, be ticking. Winning cures all. D, mm-hmm. I know you're about to jump off, man, but you know what's crazy, man, is you take a step back. They, and I know Mike would agree with me. I would hope you would agree with me. There are no easy games in college or pro sports, right? Even high school, high school maybe, but college and, and pro sports, there are no easy games. But with that being said, Syracuse is a bad matchup, but they come in this game three and four. This is not Donovan mm-hmm. McNabb Syracuse. You have Boston <laughs> College, who just lost their starting quarterback. Miami's down to their backup. Uh, you already beat Carolina. UVA is probably the toughest opponent left. Georgia Tech, they're still in rebuilding mode. So truthfully, Tech could still win out just by beating, playing good football. That's mm-hmm. the optimism. And, and as a former leader, I would I would just go out here, you know, if I'm coaching or whatever, just lay it out on the line, man. Whatever we need to do, whatever we need to do. Somebody asked me, should they burn that kid's red shirt, the star quarterback they got? I told him, look, at the end of the day, if that was if that's what it takes to win, then so be it. Keep in mind, Beams, Coach Beamer, took Tyrod, they were going to register him that year. They they burnt his shirt against LSU. They were down 44 to nothing. Yep. So, right. I mean, Ooh. and you know, Beamer said, look, I'm not going to have this kid sit, a five-stool quarterback sit while he can help us win games. So, mm-hmm. I don't coach, man, but I, all I know is whether we on the sticks or we playing, I'm going to do whatever I can to win, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm with you on that. Well, hey, those, the last six games, Virginia Tech's got six games left. Four uh-huh. of them are on the road. Four are on the road. And you finish at Miami at UVA. That is a very difficult You know what, Danny? I think they need to. I don't know who did this schedule. They got more home games 
than any college team I've ever seen. I mean, every week they're doing, I mean, sometimes you need to change the scenery, man. It brings you close together, man. I don't know. But, but let's hope. Danny. I mean, maybe that is what it is. Hey, let's no. pray. Yeah, but thank you pray. again, man. Appreciate you jumping on, D. We'll see you next week, man. Thanks, Danny. All right, guys. Thank you so much. I'll talk to y'all soon. Appreciate you. All right. Yes, yeah, sir. Salute to you, man. That's our guy, Danny yeah. Noakes, man. He does radio with 106.7 The Fan. He also does my co-host with the Victory Life Legacy podcast. And he also is a Virginia Tech sports and analyst. So Danny came with that fire man. again, man. Great guy. That's great insight, man. man. So, yeah, man, uh, we're about to be joined now by two of our other guests. Uh, this is, a, a once again, our weekly segment where we bring in two former Hokies, guys that uh, fans will be very happy to see. Um, really happy about getting both these guys on. Our guy, Ike Charlton, and Nathaniel Adibi, the first Adibi at Tech. And Ike Charlton, the first two-way player at Tech. We're going to get into all of that, man. How you guys yeah. doing, man? Doing well, <laughs> doing, doing great, well. Man. Yeah, yeah. Adibi. Adib. What's up, Sam? <laughs> what's up, Ike? What's good? good? What's, what's up, Mike? What's up, baby? Hey, I, hey, man. Hey, I can officially say, man, I ain't seen you in 20 years, bro. Man. That, hey, Mike, Mike, remember the last time I ran into you at the airport? You and the fan was on the way to Orlando. Oh, yeah. You know what? Yep. So, so it was about 15. Yep. Yep. Good seeing you, man. Good man, you know that. You know that. You too, Adib. Oh, yeah. Pleasure, man. Thanks for having me. Hey, First well, and foremost, I represent the shirt this time. Oh, you got okay. Yes, thank you. Appreciate, appreciate that. It. Yes, sir. I appreciate you, yeah. man. You know, yeah, uh, get me one. Oh, I, I got you. I we'll talk. I got you. I got you. I'm gonna bless you, man. Hey, look. First of all, you know, I'm glad to get you guys on. I I can't wait to get your insight because I had to get you off the phone because you were fired up. You had a lot of. <laughs> <laughs> I talked to him after the game, and uh, yeah, you, you know, know that. I, 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 you know, first of all, I got played with you for a few years, and DB, you came, you know, a few years after me. I saw you at Phoebus, and then you came right. in at Tech, and you you held it down at the end. Uh, shout out to you and your brother uh, Xavier for getting into the uh, Virginia Tech Sports Hall of Fame. He's going in yep. this yes, year, sir. right? Yep, yeah, yep. man. Nice. You, nice. Just, Congrats. You just got to be a proud moment for you and your whole family. You guys did your thing at Phoebus, did your thing at Tech. He went into the NFL. Now you guys, he's coaching, right? Right. He's yeah. at um, Texas A&M Commerce. He's actually defense coordinator. Okay. Yep. Good, good, good. Yep, you know, nice. real quick, before we talk about Tech and, and, and our time at Tech and what's going on now with the program, it is always amazing to me when I hear about Devon Morgan, Ty Washington, Anthony Mitchell, Ike Charlton, Xavier DB, all these guys, uh, Lauren Johnson, high school, college, Shane Graham, Torian Gray. That Virginia Tech former player coaching tree is crazy, man. You know what I'm saying? So anyway, oh, man, yeah. Ike, Ike, I'm going to start with you, man. Uh, Most definitely. What's Most going definitely. What, What's going on? What's, what's your thoughts about that loss to Pitt? What's going on with the Hokies, man? Uh, just watching that game, you know, I know how hard it is to get a win being on the coaching side. And and I also know know what it takes to 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 get up for a game, especially playing pit. You know how it was when we played it. You know, it was mm -hmm. always tough. And from a yep. mindset from a mindset point of view, uh both Vicks, you you know what it takes to, to play a team like that. Yeah. And and uh the, the thing about what we had when we played, you know, we was we 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 understood the game. 
You know, we understood the magnitude, you know, the situation in the game and a lot of that. So watching Tech football right now from a defensive standpoint, you know, just understanding the situation in the game. When should we do this? When should we do that? I think right now, I think Jay Ham's doing a solid job. A lot of times, you know, when we call in them plays, the kind of magnitude on what's happening on offense. You know, right now, it's like, what's our identity? You know, right, right now, we're all over the place. So that, that's hey, my take on it so far. Hey, Ike, Dwight, DB, I think Ike just said something that really resonated for me. And you all know this. Pittsburgh was always a tough oh, opponent. It. Yes, I had always. some of my worst games <laughs> against Pittsburgh. Sprained my ankle one day. I was struggling, and so oh, yeah. you know, it, it's. I keep saying this word is a measuring stick game. When you play Pittsburgh, you either gonna beat them and beat them good, oh, or yeah. you're gonna get oh, yeah. you're gonna get whipped. And, and we got whipped last week, which was disappointing. And I, DB, I'm, I'm anxious to hear how you felt about uh, just the outcome of the game. You know, within itself. You know, watching the game. Uh... It's tough, you know, seeing what they're doing right now. Like like Ike said, it's hard to get a win right now for us, especially. The, the team that was doing well at first, you know, the first quarter, they was only down 7-0. Late second half, I mean, second quarter, throw a pick. They turn around, score a touchdown. They get the ball again. And we got a blown cover, another touchdown. So we got, we're down 21 points going into half when it should have been at least seven at the worst. Right? Yeah, right. And then from right. there, we just, for the reason our offense is just not clicking, we're not ex explosive as we used to be. Before, man, we threw a bomb. Like to Andre Davis, nobody's catching Andre. Nobody was catching some of these guys that we had before. We don't have that, that explosive plays like we used to, honestly. That's just some of the issues I see us having right now. You know, um, guys, you know, we are obviously, everybody watching this and listening to this show knows we all played and play at a high level. Even before we got to Tech, we were highly recruited and people wanted us. I've always said, when I get asked by many people in the media, when I'm on different podcasts and radio shows, you know, this team is ranked this, this team is ranked that, or what do you got to do to get a win? I often really hear about leadership. When I look at Virginia Tech, even not just this year, but last year, I looked at prior to these last few years that the team that is in Blacksburg, prior to those years, you can turn on the TV, even if it was your first time watching Tech, and say, oh, yeah, that guy's a leader. That's the leader right there. Whether it was a Cam Chancellor or a quiet leader, or you can go back to the days of Maurice Shazo or anybody, right? You had your leaders, you know. Um, and this is not – we had Trey Jones on here. I know he's leading. You know, he leads by example. Dax Hollyfield is a leader. But I feel like ultimately right now, I feel like they're just kind of existing, like playing. Right. Like, 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 D.B., what do you think? It seems it's dead flat a lot of times, honestly. And you're going to have that one person that's kind of to pick you up. But before, it used to be some of our big plays, especially for special teams, like the big hits, the blindsided hits we would get. And that was just to get everybody going. And we, we don't have nothing. Like, we just seem flat all the time. I mean, we – it's hard to even explain some of the stuff that's going on, man. Yeah. Yeah. I right, what about you? I well, my, my, my take on that, again, is, is you know, from a, from a coaching standpoint, I'm going to speak from that point. You have to, have to, you know, get these guys ready to go. We I think Tech has the talent offensively. Matter of fact, I know we have the talent offensively. Uh, and what we're doing right now is not getting the balls in the playmakers' hands. And we're not playing, comp we're not playing complimentary football across the board in all three phases, right? We have weapons. You know, we have weapons, a lot of weapons, hey. but we're not doing a good job of getting those guys the ball 
And then again, situations in the game, when to take that shot, you know, when, to, when to not, you know, we in the end zone, we get down there and the balls on the two yard line and we're in the gun. That's, that's not, uh, you got to be able to get on the center sometime. I can understand if you probably at the five or six yard line, a lot of things you can do. Mike, you can attest to this uh, just from coaching it from a defensive standpoint, that's easy to coach against that now because you're going to go sideways, yeah. you know, but, and by the time you go forward, if our linebackers are not triggering and up the field, it's, it's easy to read. So right now, what's our identity? And right now, I just don't think we have an identity in, on, on offense and getting the ball to the playmakers because we have guys on. Again, you look at our offensive line, solid. But again, just consistent football play that we're not getting. And in and, and answer your question, Vic, from a leadership standpoint, we knew back then you had, we held everybody accountable. Mm-mm. We knew seven. We knew seven was gonna make a play when when Mike came in. We knew back then Al Clark, Jim Drunk Miller. We knew, you know. Okay, hey, we yep. may turn it over. We may get beat on something, but the expectations was if one of our teammates came in and said something to you, you don't take it personal. You go out there and you execute. And just like uh, I listened to one of the podcasts when LJ said accountability. <laughs> Here's accountability. So hey, we're not giving up nothing, you know. So mm-hmm. it's it's accountability that we need to have from a leadership standpoint. And right now, like you said, we got Dax. But right now, it just seems like he's searching. He's searching to be, okay, do I make this play or, or do I trigger here? Or, oh, I missed this play because he's, he's been getting exposed the last couple games in space. And right now, we got to get better there. I, uh, just I real think- quick. Oh, hold on, Mike. I, I, real quick, I, I, I forgot to mention, let everybody know watching and listening to this show, were you coaching at again? Uh, well, I was coaching up in Canada. For the last five years, I was uh, with Ottawa, great cup uh, champion there, great cup champion coach there. We went there two times. Right. So I understand. I understand. You know, I coached at all three levels, high school, pro and college. So I get it from that standpoint and understanding these kids. And right now, it just seems like there's a disconnect there. Again, I'm speaking from the outside looking in, but just from watching it and being in that environment and knowing what Hokie football is about, I just don't see it. Somebody get Ike Charlton on the staff. Get him out to Florida. I, I believe it's Carroll City. Carroll City, Florida. You know, I'm not a man, man. in Florida, but I live there now. I'm a resident of Florida. And I've seen some of the talent out there. And our team was a mixture of guys from Virginia, oh. Pennsylvania, New Jersey, and Florida. Mm-hmm. And you got to get some of those guys stirred up in the pot because – that I, we were super talented. I'm talking about super talented. And, and look, fellas, talk about that. Just the teams that we was on and how talented we were mm. with a mixture of guys from different states. And let's switch yeah. gears for a minute because we know we got to go to bring that back to Virginia Tech. It's got to start in Virginia. No, we, we had start in Florida. Speed out this world. <laughs> what 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 people didn't realize? I know you know, uh, Big Vic. In the year when we played Alabama. I think that year we probably had about 45 guys on the team that was four, five or better. Yes. Sure. We were speed, we were speed all the way across the board, right? Stupid. Secondary wise, we didn't have to cover for long. We didn't have to. We knew offensively wise we was gonna punish you. We was gonna pound it down your throat, and then we're gonna go over top of your head with a long ball. Right. Yep. Then and then if we stop you on defense, we're gonna block the punt. Right. So we, we, we affected the game in so many different ways. And like you said, Mike, we had a mixture of guys from all over, but we competed 
you know, imagine those seven five seven battles against the Florida boys, and, and yeah, you know the <laughs> yeah. those battles yeah. we had, yeah. those battles we had, everything we did for us, the locker room, for us on the field, for us the offseason, we competing, we talking trash after we get off the whether it's the weight room or off that off the pitch, we we hanging out, and I, and I yep. didn't see a lot of you know I need to see a lot of that man and. We got right now, we struggling recruiting, man, with that talent because it's out there. We just got to go put the resources out there, man, and, yeah. and start talking to these former players that, that that still have some of these connections down there with, like I do. You know, although I'm not living in, in Orlando and Florida, but I still have a lot of connections at the top schools there that we can still go get those guys, man. We just yeah. got to put forth that effort. Yeah, you know what? Yeah, I was going to say we need them, but, you know, Mike, that's a great point, man. You talk about uh, – the pipelines to certain schools, because if you take a step back and go down memory lane, you had a pipeline from Florida. You had a pipeline from Thomas Dillon, Richmond, Phoebus, Deep Creek, Oscar Smith, Hampton. Yeah. I mean, it just, it, you know, Highland Springs with Macho yeah. Harris, uh, the Hopkins brothers, Marina. You look at a DB, right? I remember, because I mean, again, and he going to laugh when I said this, that Hampton-Phoebus <laughs> rivalry, trust <laughs> yeah. me. You know, if you got to that game at 5.30, the game started at 7. You got there at 5.30, you're going to wait about four, two hours to yep. get in. Because yeah. that game was 10,000 people strong. And Beamer and those guys on the staff were smart enough to get the the DB brothers, the DJ Parkers, all of those guys. You know, I look at it, I look at the fact you can get talent, but you got to get the talent that meshes well at DB. Wouldn't you agree? Mm-hmm. Like, you got to get those mm-hmm. guys to understand the culture. Because when you mm-hmm. were at Phoebus, what did you guys know about Tech? You and DJ and all you guys, right? What did y'all know about Tech? Hard-nosed. Mm. Them boys were there hard-nosed. That's actually one of the reasons why I went there, because I knew the people from my area was going to Virginia Tech, and I played against them in high school. So I know they were good, you know? So that really was my mindset. And actually, Mike was probably one of the determinative factors when he came to my house to help recruit me. Hold you know, on, what? Take- we just got a high yeah. minute. Mike, I stopped by the crib. Yeah, hold up. You stopped by the crib. No, man. Yo. I ain't dropped nothing off, but I just stopped by the crib. You stopped by. He just stopped by. He just stopped by. Oh, my goodness. I didn't know that. I never knew that. Yo, he came by the city. Came through. And that really was. So that meant a lot, man, for him to take time out of his schedule. I know he's on his off-season, whatever he's doing, to come by and, you know, come talk to me about, you know, check and what it was about. And I, that was definitely one of my determining factors because it really came down at the end to them in North Carolina. And I think Vic and the boys from the 757, um, people I played against going to Tech, that was one of the determining factors for me going to Tech. Yeah. Hey, real, real quick, real quick, uh, Big Vic. Hey, Mike, yeah. you, don't rem- you don't remember when Big Vic dropped you off over at me and Corey House when your recruiting visit, huh? Yeah, I remember. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. mean, <laughs> I'm mature really fast. Like, I, I mean, I was around the big, I was around the big, yeah. the big guns. Like, yeah, I big mean, was just watching y'all. Yeah, I mean, cause he showed me the ropes and, like, yeah, before man. anything, told me what Virginia Tech football was all about. You know, the circumstances that I was walking into and the culture that had been created, and I wanted that. I wanted to be a part of that, and y'all, y'all make y'all made that happen. All y'all talked about was success that night and where we yep. was going, bowl games and, oh, you know, yeah. the bowl game experience. I was fresh off a of bowl game. I think it was like the Gator Bowl against North Carolina or something, but yep. Yep. it wasn't to y'all standard, but it was y'all was talking about how y'all wanted to, you know, supersede those expectations and, 100%. you know, take it a step further. And I just wanted to be a part of that. So, you know, thank you. Well, well I'll just man. say this, man. Uh, and I'm glad I got Ike on because Ike and I, 
when I first met I I, ne I knew right away he was a playmaker. I remember seeing him. Once again, there's certain players, when they put their uniform on, the spat, the tape, the socks. You know, Confident. You, if, you gave, if you gave Mike Charlton a bag, of just he going to come out with that bag, he going to make it sweet. And, you know, Lester was stingy back. Now they got 9,000 you know, <laughs> uniform combinations. Man. But let me say this. I can't even get a bag. Let me say this on the Vic 757 show, talking all things tech right now. Ike Charlton was the first to do it, ladies and gentlemen, before yeah. D'Angelo, before no Macho. I'm not talking about cover skills. I'm talking about Bima was like, you know what? And this is back then when Bima wasn't as open-minded. You know, he didn't put anybody on offense and defense. No way. <laughs> Ike was returning no. kicks and playing receiver and playing cornerback. And I just talk about what it's like to do that because a lot of guys think, you know, we all know about the Woodson. Shout out to Woodson. Um, you know, Charles, uh, Charles Woodson, yeah. he was one of the best. Shout ever. Out to see what? You know, yeah. But, oh, yeah. Oh, but yeah. you but you were uh technically yeah. before him, right? Talk about yeah. it. <laughs> well, well, basically, basically during that time, you know, during that time, you know, we had some injuries. You know, we had Edmonton and you know, all these guys were hurt Ken, on offense. Ken, Ken Handy. Ken Handy. Ken Handy. Ken Handy. You know, and we got we got Champ. When I say Champ, uh, for you guys, that means Al Clark. And Al was like, man, you know, looking at the face of the guys he had to throw the ball to. You know how we was back then, Vic. We throwing around. I'm lining up that receiver, catching one-handed passes and, 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 and beating guys off the jam and doing all this stuff. And all you guys at practice was like, man, we got to put him over there, man. I and, you know, be my... And Beamer wasn't happening. Yeah. So all of a sudden I get a call. I get a call from Beamer. He's like, hey, I need you in my office. I'm like, ah, oh, what I done did. Cause you know the guys I hung with. You know the guys I hung with every day. You know, I'm like, oh, yeah. I'm in trouble. What I did now. You know, over there in the boys club, what I done do now, right? So he called me up there and say, hey, the crew. Yeah, the crew, you know how it is. So he's like, man, I'm going to, hey, I'm going to put you in this huddle. You think you can handle it? I say, come on, B. It's me. I've been doing this my whole life. I've been wanting to get over there anyway. But uh, he said, I'm going to put you in there, man. You know, we went out there. Y'all threw me a couple post patterns. That day I was making plays and everybody was going crazy. So, and that's so happened that same year. It was Champ Bailey and Charles Woodson. We was the only three guys that was doing that, going both ways across the NC2 way again. They was a year older than I was. But uh, okay, we both I got doing it. Okay. Yeah, yep. All three of us was doing it at the same time. You know, Charles was more, more, more prevalent because he was at Michigan. You know, so yeah. we're still making, getting our footing done. But you yeah. know, the lineup, the lineup in that huddle with you, Big Vic, in, in that Miami game, and the first play. As soon as I come in the huddle, I get the reverse play. Boom, make a couple of plays. Carol going crazy. I'm freaking out. Until <laughs> this day, you know, I come back in the huddle. You slap me over the head. I'm like, okay. Yeah, I'm like I need, I'm like I need a long ball right now. Yes, we had Dwayne Dwayne Starks over there. Mm -hmm. So again, yeah. he come out there. Dwayne Shout Starks, out to like, D so Starks. that's my man. Yeah, yeah, D yeah. Star, that's my guy. He said, "Man, I'm four three over." I say, "I'm four three too." So what? Yes, you sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> I say, "I'm four three too." So what you saying? Let's go, man. I ran by him and Champ threw me a great ball, but I wanted to be pretty and run underneath it instead of leaving my feet. And I dropped the ball, man, and the crowd went crazy. I freaking out. I was mad. But then I came back on defense the next play and made a huge play. And, and uh, he erased all that. But playing on both sides of the ball back then, Beeman wasn't happy. All these guys, D'Angelo, them, they got the return kicks. That was what I did. 
and Beaver would not let me get back there, but he finally let me get back there to return kickoffs. But he would not let me get back there to do punts. And then my first time returning punts, Vic, you know, was in the big game, national championship. So, yeah. are you, you first know, time? That my, yeah, that was that his my first time. time. First time. <laughs> I, was, I didn't do no, pra- no practice reps, no practice reps, no nothing. I just lined up in the game and we went four for 88, man. But I let the kicker tackle yeah. one time. I got, I got to make a move on him and take that to the crib. But, man, that experience. <laughs> That yeah. experience. But I was the first I was the first one to do it, man. You hear a lot of people say that, you know, other guys did, but I was the first one to do it with that tech. No doubt, man. Hey a DB, man, when you uh when you talk about your time at tech, man, you know, um a lot of times fans we forget, you know, about the first one to do it or the first people like Ike's talking about, man. You you came in and you had a great career at Tech, opening the doors for your younger brother, man. Um, but talk about your time at Tech and, and playing for Coach Wiles and Bud Foster and all those guys in your memories, man. And what was it like to wear that maroon and orange, man? Lunch pail, baby. Lunch pail. You tell him, right. So I remember, man, just coming in, it's Corey, Mur- Corey Moore and John Engelberger. <laughs> dominating. I'm talking about dominating offices. Um, the Clemson game, when Corey Moore had a strip sack fumble, touchdown, mm. you know. <laughs> yeah. I think about Wayne Ward's yep. big hit versus West Virginia. Um, yeah, Andre Davis is big time versus West Virginia. Then when I got my chance to play, I got my first sack against Akron. You know, I remember just jumping up so much pregame. I was tired <laughs> going into the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Got my first sack against Akron. Then the following week, I think we played, I think, East Carolina Thursday night. My first big time night game. Because that the first game was supposed to be, supposed to be against um, Georgia Tech. The lightning struck the, the car. The big storm happened. So that game got canceled. Yeah. So we play East Carolina. Mm. I got my big, my first time big time hit versus David Garrard, the big quarterback, caused the interception. Man, I just, just little things like that, man, I just look back on. I, I kind of miss them times, you know, miss them days, you know, mm-hmm. the fellas in the locker room, man, know, jumping around, doing the games, you know, yeah, hurting, about to throw up doing winter workouts. <laughs> Um, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's all of them. The truth comes out. It. <laughs> you hated it doing. You hated it during that time frame. But looking back on it, you know, I wouldn't trade them times for nothing, man. I just the, man. the brotherhood that we had at that time, the way we put each other, what we fought, um, fought with each other, and, and against each other. You know, just have fun, man. Just playing these games, man. Uh, I wouldn't trade none of this stuff. Then watch my brother come. Have be successful, and everybody else from Phoebus High School as well. I'm thinking I'm the first person from Phoebus. I'm not mistaken. Uh, you, it might have been you, or was were you before Elon Lewis? Yeah, I'm before Elon. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Elon. Yep. It was a, it was a lot of y'all. It was a rack of y'all because it was you, your brother DJ Parker, Elon, Stephen, Stephen Friday. Yeah, Friday. Yeah, Stephen Friday, and then also um, I'm know we forgetting somebody else, but it was a lot of y'all, man. Um, and and that was crazy too. But I think that's one thing Coach Cav used to always tell me. Shout out to Coach Kavanaugh. You got to go get winners. You got to get winners. Because one thing about Coach Wiles, Coach Wiles, I don't know what he knew about Florida, but that that Coach Wiles would come back with a Darius Monroe, a Nate, you know what I'm saying? He was like, all these crazy athletes. And you would like, I used to look at them. I was like, Coach, man, I don't know if they're going to make it. Coach Wiles was like, oh, they're going to make it. They're going to make it. And you know, <laughs> and Darius yeah. Monroe, he was like what six five, like yeah, like I mean, two seventy, run yeah. like a four four. He was six six. 
Six, six. Driving a caddy. Driving a caddy around Blacksburg with the two dice in the uh hanging from the mirror. <laughs> listen, I mean, listen. Just man. like we had uh Coles Colas, who was a hundred meter champion. Yeah. Hundred meter champion in Florida playing DM. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. so 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 if y'all had to pinpoint, say two things, both of y'all, start with you a DV and then you like two things that has to happen for the Hokies to finish you know, with a win streak or just finishing mm-hmm. good standing, what do you think has to happen, whether it's on the offensive side of the ball or the defense side of the ball, some things y'all saying that needs to be corrected? Let's get a dog in them. That's step one. You got to get that dog back. I think these – the first two losses against West Virginia and Notre Dame, I think really took a lot out of them because they're real close. Um, Learn to finish. But get that dog back and get some true leadership going on. And I think with true leadership, it will help keep everything yeah. on track. But I think the dog and the leadership is the, is the two key concepts right now, at least for me, my point of view. Uh, for me, man, respect the situation. Respect the situation that's at hand, man, and, and understand that it ain't over. It's just three. What, we played six games so far. Three and three. And, and, you know, you know, we three and three, and, it, and it's still time to get around because the key games are the coming up divisional games. We got to win them. To be honest with you, I think we have to win out, uh, yep. which is tough. Uh, but we can get that done. We we just play complimentary football, man. And like a DB said early in the cast, we can't give up the big play defensively. You know, we can't do it the way because if, if we give up the big play defensively, uh, offenses keep the ball, keep time possession, man. That hurts us because right now, until our offense gets some type of rhythm, the way we can get some consistent movement, consistent points, yeah, and to put threat and to put threats in guys defensively. We got to be able to know when to, when to go pull the trigger and when to not do it. And uh, right now, I just think we got to uh, play complimentary football in all phases. Don't, don't turn the football over and, and, and play play with pride and understand the magnitude that the goals are still reachable if we go out there and do it, especially with a down Clemson and the way the other teams are in the division. You knock off a Wake Forest or something like that, and things can take off. I love the way. Yeah. You know it's validation with that because Ike's a defensive guy talking offense. Yes. There's nothing else to be said. Yes. Nothing, yeah. nothing yeah. else to be said. Nothing. Nothing oh, else yeah. to be said, man. So with that, with that being said, we're going tra- to transition to our fans' favorite segment of our show. And I told you guys nice. as I was getting y'all ready, we got four strong questions in our segment. Hokey Trivia sponsored by our new sponsor, Alexandria Restaurant Partners. They are sponsoring Hokey Trivia. So I hope you guys know your information because uh, we're going to see who really is a true Hokey and who is just pretending Uh-oh. right now. Here Uh-oh. we go. Get it. All right. Get it. So a first question, which VT running back, Adib, I'm going to start with you. Which VT running back set the Tech Bowl game record for yards in a game, a bowl game, with 157 yards and a touchdown? Was it A, Kenny Lewis Jr.? Was it B, J.C. Coleman? Was it C, Ryan Williams? Or D, Trevon McMillan? So you need me to repeat again? This is a Virginia Tech, obviously, talking all things Tech. Right. Running what, back. Bowl game, what bowl game was it? Okay, that's oh, a great just, question. Just, no, 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 no. That's I'll a good question. You, that's a good question. I can give you that. It's the, the military bowl, the military bowl. In Annapolis, Maryland. <laughs> 
Y'all thought I was gonna hit y'all with an orange bowl. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, all right. I think I I'm going Ryan. Ryan. Okay, so Ike hold on, let me get my pen. So Ike and Adibi are going Ryan. Cause who you got? I'm gonna go with that first guy. <laughs> I like his name. Kenny Lewis don't sound Jr. like a true player, but what's his name? Kenny Lewis Jr. Yeah, yeah, I like Kenny Lewis Jr. Like, like, like okay. 88 or something, man. Yeah, okay. Yeah. All right. Here we go. The correct answer is my little homie, J.C. Coleman. He ah, rushed for 157 say, yards. I yeah, was and then Tech was Tech was six and six points that game. Cincinnati was nine win team. It was a uh, Tech's first time in Annapolis. Yeah. Um, they, Cincinnati was a senior-led team. Virginia mm. Tech um, was head coach that day by Shane Beamer because his dad, yeah. our coach, uh, Frank Beamer, had a uh, throat surgery. So Shane Beamer. Oh, nice. Uh, yeah, yeah, Shane Beamer was <laughs> hey, the coach. You, you, Shout out to Shane. You dug that. <laughs> I did, yeah. Man. yeah, that, was yeah. One, that was a good one. <laughs> that was a good one. Yeah. That was good. Respect. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So everybody's still, everybody's yeah. on one. Here we go. All right. We're going to go a little, we're going to go further back. Here we go. In 1993, former Virginia Tech, Head football coach Frank Beamer and the Hokies uh, got their first ever win in the Independence Bowl. That's what started the bowl streak. In Frank Beamer's last game as head coach in 2015, they returned to the Independence Bowl and they won 55-52 over which team? Um, Ike, I will start with you. Was it A, Arkansas, B, Kentucky, C, UCLA, or D, Tulsa. Uh, Arkansas. Arkansas. You said that with confidence. Here we go. All right. I, can say. I think that's Arkansas. Okay. Uh, All right. Uh, yeah, I'm going Arkansas. Adibi, what you got, fam? I'm going Tulsa, man. Okay. He's going <laughs> Tulsa. That sound like an educator. <laughs> like he put his head on his chin. He put his head on his chin. He was like, I'm going to yeah. That sound like <laughs> Arkansas, man. UCLA. See UCLA, Mike is going to be We lost the UCLA. Yeah, I know that was bowl game. <laughs> so I, I guess right. So I guess right. As far as we did yeah. lose the UCLA, Logan Thomas got a concussion in the first half. They ended up getting we ended up getting our doors blown in the second half. Yeah, forty uh, something to fourteen. <laughs> I you said Arkansas. We did beat Arkansas, but it wasn't that bowl game. The Arkansas game uh. was the Belt Bowl. We came back. That's the game. After the game, Bucky Hodges lifted up his shirt, shouted out Keon Cockerton. Ah, yeah. They yeah, were down, yeah, they were down yeah. 24 to nothing. The, a DB I had my years off. Right a DB, you D. got it. Ah, it was Tulsa right. in a shootout. It was Paul <laughs> nice. Beamer's last game. Um, the highlight yeah, of the game was the offense. Um, uh, what's his name? Gosh, I can never remember his name. Uh, Mark Bre Michael Brewer had a great game. Daddy Nicholas, another uh, Florida, yeah, great, Florida, Florida, Florida great guy. game. Yes, sir. And uh, Bucky nice, Hodges scored in the Wildcat um, offense. They put him at the quarterback. He ran the one in. So, anyway, mm. Adibi's on the board with one right. Ah. Here we go. Hokey trivia, ladies and gentlemen. Question number three. Which of the following VT football players, listen closely, which of the following VT players, football players, did not play on offense and defense? So, this player did not play offense and defense. Was it A, Macho Harris? Was it B, Nick Sorensen? Was it C, Caleb Farley? Or D, Ike Charlton? 
who's going first? Hey, I need you to be a little bit more specific because Nick with me and Nick played offense and defense. So played both sides. He started at quarterback, then we switched into free safety. So, uh, macho, 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 macho. You said did not play both ways. Did not play both ways. Like you saying, macho, macho Harris, Nick Sorensen, Kayla Farley, and Ike Charlton. What about in a game? Huh? In a game? What you do? You try to get him. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you want you to just send him the right That's all right. Yeah, I'm going to go say Caleb. I'm going to say Caleb Farley before y'all start this whole conversation. Right. Well, I'm yeah, going well, Caleb, too. No, Caleb, no, no, Caleb, yeah, I'm going to go Caleb because Caleb came in as a oh, wide said, out. We switched man. him over. <laughs> I'm going Caleb. I'm going Caleb. Caleb Farley. That is your final yeah. answer. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. You guys are correct. It's Caleb Farley. Yeah, Caleb it's a tricky Farley. one. Yeah. Like you were answering the question. You were answering the question. Hey, you were like, Nick, you were, I couldn't tell you, but you're right. Nick <laughs> did play both ways. Tricky thing about Caleb, he came in and started off as a receiver. Yeah. And oh, he got yeah. hurt. Yeah, he, he never t- we moved played. Him. They moved him to cornerback. Yeah, yep. yeah. Yep. Bud Foster, Bud Foster went and got him. Yep. Yes, sir. Yep. And he and his Bud, first shout team. out to Bud. Shout yeah. out to Bud. That's who recruited me, Bud. man. Mm-hmm. Bud, Bud, yeah. Bud and Bud and Beeman got on that plane and came on down there in Orlando and scooped his quarterback up, man, and, and come over there and play some defense, man. Shout no out doubt, to Bud Foster. No doubt, man. Shout Last one. So, DB, you got two. Everybody else got one. Here we go. Um, the highest scoring Virginia Tech team in program history in terms of total points in a season with 490 points scored. So this this wow. team, this team, this team for Tech, the offense scored the most points total, not average, total in the season. Was it A, the 2003 team? Was it B, the 1999 team? Was it C, the 2016 team, or D, the 1993 team? Oh, 400 wow. and 490 points. What's, what's the years again? 216. 2016. A, 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 is, A is 2003. B is 1999. 2016 and 93. So who said who's who answered? Ike, I'm going with 2016. Okay, I saying 2016. I'm going with 2000. The 2003 team might have been Brian Randall yeah. or my brother, but they was pretty good. That was y'all, Adibi. That's my year. That's my year. Yeah, that was yeah. Okay, yeah. Mike's going yeah. 2003 and Adibi. Who do you have? I'm going national championship year '99. Okay. Nah, we. <laughs> We ain't scoring. I don't think we were yeah. scoring like that. Okay, Not you ready? You ready? Not a lot. Yeah. All right. The correct answer is the 2016 team. Coach Fuente's well, first nice. year. Coach yes. Fuente's first yes. year. Yes. Yeah. So Ike, yes. Yep. Yes. So Ike, you they, taught. Yeah. They put, yeah. 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 They got after it that year, man. So here's the, year, here's the thing. When I was researching this, it's interesting. You guys undersold the 99 team. The, the 2016 team uh, scored 490 points, but the 1990 team, 1999 team scored 455 points. But oh, they average, that close? But y'all average 40-plus points a game. 
Yeah, Mike them put it. Yep, yep, yeah, that's because yeah, we, yeah. we whipped Syracuse sixty three nights. We were scoring on defense. We were scoring on defense. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. yeah, that Everywhere. one game, that one game, Ben Taylor scored two interceptions for a touchdown against yep. Temple. Man, the two thousand three team scored 460 points that year. That team mm. with a DB and Marcus and Brian, that team was loaded. And um, oh, a DB. A oh, we tricked that, trick, trick that year off, man. Oh, yeah, oh, a DB, off. everybody that comes on here, I always say. In the NFL locker room. <laughs> we had Brian, Rand- we had Brian Randall on. I told him, and I've said this on Twitter, I've said this and on radio, that 2003 team was one of the most talented and most disappointing teams in tech history. Bro. Jay Rose. St- you I said that a couple weeks ago, Dwight. Yeah, bro. Yeah, man. And hey, guess who? Yeah. Pittsburgh. <laughs> Pittsburgh. Yeah, Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. West Virginia. West Virginia. West Virginia. Pittsburgh. West Virginia. Yeah. yeah. I yeah. said this year. Funny, a DB. You said that. Tech. The younger generation of fans didn't understand. I said this season reminds me. I didn't say this season. I said this schedule. I said it has a Big East feel to it. They're like, what are you talking about? I said West Virginia, Syracuse, and Pitt. Because that was yeah. that was that was those teams that we used to play yeah. all the time, man. So yeah. anyway, great job, man. I dug deep, but y'all rose to the occasion on a few. Like it was a little tricky. So we had the last part of our segment, guys. This is the last part, man. This is our soul hoodie hokey shout out segment. We end the show, man, with your final thoughts. You can shout out any tech player, current or past, a coach, uh, even a tech alumni. You know, you want to shout somebody out, man. Show them love, man. Maybe someone you um that you know inspired you, somebody you miss, somebody you just want to shout out right now because they're on your heart, man. Uh I gotta go with you first, man. Who you wanna give your man, man, real, real, real quick, real shout out to both you, to you, Big Vic, and uh, you know, to your movement, man, and what you've been doing. I've been watching from afar. A lot of times as that coach, we can't say so much on social media. You know me, I'm a clown. You know, I like to open up, but <laughs> I can't I can't do it because I'm a coach. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know that 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 public Respect persona you. you got it, you know, you can't do, yeah. but shout out to you. And then same with you, Mike, man, big time. I still get questions to this day, man. What about Michael Vick? I say, man, let me tell y'all something, man. That media stuff that y'all heard about, that ain't who he is. You know, I know who yeah. he is personally, you know what it's I'm love. saying? So shout out to you. Shout out to what you're doing, Sammy, man. And, and I appreciate that, that movement you're doing also, man. And just everybody Thanks, that, right? that I played play with, man, that, that that's having success out there, continue doing it. We lost some fallen soldiers, Keon and Big with Bags and those guys that's still on us right now, man. And like I say, shout out to all the Hokies, man. We got to find a way to uh, – Get together, man. The, the real, you know, Mike. You know the crew. We will get, get we you will know, get us all we back together. Definitely man, will get together, so, so we can have. I'm, I'm trying to shoot to that Miami game, man. But uh, so we got to we got to get it back together, man. And shout out to everybody, man. Like I said, the movement y'all doing, man. I'm definitely watching. And uh, man, shout out to y'all. Keep it up, man. Appreciate Thanks. that, man. Adib, who you want to shout out, man? Man, um, Coach Calf, Coach Wiles, um, forgive me to take the whole D line. Old school Corey Moore, John Engelberger, uh, Carl Bradley. Um, we got Jonathan Lou, Dan Wilkinson, Franklin Bowser, Lamar Cobb. Franklin Cole. Bowser. Franklin <laughs> Bowser. <laughs> oh. oh. All right, we're going to stop no. him right there. We're going to oh. stop him right there. Because he's like, he about to name the whole 2000. No, that's it, man. On. Jim Davis. That's Lamar. it. Lamar. Jim Bayless. Jim Davis. Oh, that's a good oh, Jim Davis. Jim oh, Davis. Yeah. Shout out to JD, no yeah, doubt. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And yeah, for y'all too, man, for really man. just bring 
bring everybody together, man, for this. This is a good thing y'all doing, man. Really appreciate you having me on. No doubt, yeah. man. Appreciate it, man. Uh, Mike, who you got? Uh, shout out to the guys on, on, on the line right now. Shout out to Ike. Shout out to DB, man. Y'all really embody what Virginia Tech, the tradition is all about, and what being a Hokie is truly all about. Y'all showed that throughout this show. Uh, so shout out to both of y'all. But I want to shout out my man, Sharon Stiff. Sharon Stiff. That was mine. Shout out to you. <laughs> For real? Yeah. But go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. man, because Shar was like, he was a sounding board for me when I played, man. And I, I was so comfortable being in the huddle with Shaq. And uh, yeah. he ran so hard. I mean, he he put a lot into the game of football. And he showed me, like, what um, just giving 110% effort was all about. And uh, I watched him work hard every day, even through injuries. He always battled through it. And uh, always kept a positive attitude. So he was one of the guys that I look forward to compete with every day. And uh, he really made my experience as a Hokie worthwhile. Real quick, real quick, man. Let me add Anthony Midget on there, man, because if, if it weren't for Midget, Midget on a, if it weren't for, you know, he the, he the defensive back coach for you guys that don't know, defensive back coach for the Tennessee Titans right now. And uh, Midget kept me on the wraps when I was at Tech because we both Florida guys. You know, he knew I was a knucklehead. You know, and, and going to class and stuff was not my friend. You know, <laughs> thanks to Midget, thanks to Anthony Midget, man, and also because he pushed me because I knew him on the other side of me over there. He was again going to get tested, and just his his magnitude, man, you can't slack. And I wanted to be a step above him because he was always going to play at a high level. So if I knew if I was with him or above him, I was going to be all right, man. So shout out Anthony Midget, man. This is awesome, man. So. Mike, Mike took mine, but that's fine, man. We family, man. I was going to shout out Sharon. <laughs> but at the same Sha time, Ike, you reminded me of something that I want to take a second and shout out to all the Florida boys I played with, man. Um, not oh, just God. you, Ike, but Mitch, all you guys. So what's so funny is that DB, Mike, we from the 757. And even now, I don't care if it was the 70s, the 80s, or even right now, we feel like we you put us anywhere on God's green earth, we're going to be like, hey, we the best at it. And when yes, I met sir. you... When I met Torian Gray and all you guys from Florida, man, you know, everybody, y'all were the same way, man. It was like, we, we, we had the same the real mindset, man. Yep. Yeah, TP. Yes, you know what I'm saying? So I want to shout out all the Florida shout guys out to I played with. Y'all yeah. mentioned Coles, and my guy, Nate, Nate Williams. All those guys, man, you know, they just, you guys were built just like us. And I love it. I love the fact same. that, you know, same. Nima can bring us together. And we came together on one accord. And even now, man, the brotherhood is stronger than ever. So can't be broke. Can't shout be out, broke. Shout out to all my Florida Hokies. I appreciate you. And no shout doubt, out to Coach, Coach Wiles for going down there to the bottom. Wiley. Going into some of the roughest <laughs> neighborhoods. Coach yeah. Wiles went to some of the roughest neighborhoods out. with khaki shorts on. Shout out to the Florida hey. homies, man. Y'all were some real dudes, and we won a lot of games because of the Florida boys. Man. So, man, it was real. Hey, I love y'all. Like, it wasn't nothing like them conversations, man. Listening to y'all talk football over there, man, and that 757 football and Northern in that BA, Northern BA ball. And, Get a sprinkle of Lynchburg in there with Drake Ken, my dog. Yeah. Drake Shout Ken. out to Drake. You know, and Drake. Cornell Brown. You know, some great players came out of that Lynchburg area. Woo woo. And they steady pumping yeah. them out now. So 
just to listen to you guys in the locker room talk trash, and then we'll slide in there and talk best high school football, man. We're done like music, days, man. Music, I, we argue <laughs> over music. No limit music, versus everything. Wu-Tang and Nas. Everything. <laughs> everything. But all it's all love. Long. It's all love, all man. Love. It's all love, man. Yeah. And thank you both yeah. for jumping on. This has been another great episode of the Vic 757 Show, talking all things tech. Also, again, want to shout out our new sponsors, So Hoodie and Alexandra Restaurant Partners. You'll be hearing more about them. You'll see them on the screen right now, man. We appreciate all our new sponsors and you both, man, for jumping on. And Hokie Nation, our fan base continues to grow. Thank you for the support. Please, man, support these men on the screen. Support all the former Hokies. We're winning off the field now, doing things, whether it's police work, we working in government, teaching education. Mike mentioned Chiron. He's teaching up in Alexandria, Northern Virginia. If you see us, man, yell, go Hokies, man. So it's all yeah. love, man. Thank you guys again for jumping on, man. Like we said, episode, go Hokies. Tech plays Appreciate this weekend it, against Syracuse. Go Hokies. 1230 I'm Lane Stadium. In. I'm locked in. Yes, sir, Let's man. Go, baby. Let's Appreciate you guys. Yes, sir. All right, Thank you, fellas. All right.